This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 1614, how to handle Zoom meetings in international business with Peter Yowitz. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 200 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American host, Lindsay McMahon, and today's featured guest coming to you from Denver, Colorado, USA. And to get your transcripts delivered by email every week, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash subscribe. On the show today, we have best-selling author and New York business consultant, Peter Yowitz to talk about how you can respond to the new and emerging challenges that have cropped up in the post-pandemic era with business meetings on Zoom. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, Peter. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm great, Lindsay. How are you? Great, great I'm to be ex- back. Yeah, it's great to be great to have you back. You were on about a year ago in episode 1330, and I want to let our listeners know who we have on the show today. Guys, today on the show, we have Peter Yowitz, and Peter is a management communications consultant. You're based in New York City, and you're the president of Clear Communication. And by the way, guys, Peter wrote a book that was actually an award-winning bestseller, which you had talked about on our show last year. What is the title of that book? Just to pull you it's in called, here, Peter. Sure. It's called Flip-Flops and Microwaved Fish, Navigating the Do's and Don'ts of Workplace Culture. And uh, the title really comes from some of the, the, the problems that people have at work. And I still get little emails about this when people say, I don't want to work over there because my colleague microwaves fish at lunch and it stinks <laughs> the whole area up. <laughs> and uh, flip-flops, just for years, people have say, are saying, uh, can I wear flip-flops to work? Okay. And of course, this year, you can microwave fish and no one's going to care and you can <laughs> wear flip-flops to work and nobody's care or wear shorts or whatever because no one's really watching you. Oh, and things are so different this year. That's why, you know, now that we have you here again, in 2021, we are talking about a whole nother topic. You know, when you were here back in episode 1330, we talked about how to be assertive for success in global business, but global business have been, has been blown up in a way, right? It's completely changed. Tell me about it. <laughs> and we are heading to Zoom, but you are still consulting with companies and you're kind of veering more towards talking about online meetings. Is that right, Peter? Well, sure, because that's, as everyone knows, that's what happened last year. Uh, when we spoke, you just reminded me before, Lindsay, that we spoke, it was like March 16th last yes. year. Yes. And it's like, oh, there's something brewing, but we don't know what that's going to be. Exactly. And then really the world changed and it changed for everybody, unfortunately, very sadly for many people. Of course. Uh, but for the business community, you know, for the first several months, it was trying to figure out, well, what is our normal? How do we keep our employees safe and how do we continue working? Yeah. So it was a it was a big challenge in the beginning when I would c- talk to some of my clients to saying, you know, how can I help out? 
And the, the, the answer really was, we're just trying to figure out everything on our own. Oh and Zoom became the platform that everybody used. And of course, everyone now talks about Zoom fatigue, which I think yes. everyone can relate to. Absolutely. But uh, it's Zoom fatigue also, but a lot of people over the year have not necessarily thought about how they can use Zoom to be as effective as possible, especially in international communication. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I found. I still work with many international companies, either people working for an Ameri uh, branch offices of American companies or, yeah. or uh, international companies based in a different location okay. where they're speaking in English. Yes. And there are a lot of challenges that people have, not only with just cross-cultural communication, but the fact that we're just looking at this little dot on our computers all day. Yeah. I mean, in a way you said it changed, but it really changed overnight for a lot of us, right? A lot of us maybe weren't so used to using Zoom at all. And all of a right. sudden, you know, work is canceled. No one's coming in. And this happened everywhere in the world. All of a sudden, the only way to connect with our colleagues is on Zoom. And it makes me think of that really funny meme it's not even a meme. It's actually just an, an actual thing that happened where I think it was a lawyer that couldn't get his, he had ears like cat ears or something. Did you see that? And he no. couldn't take it off. <laughs> Did you see that? Did you catch that online? No, I'll have to send oh, it to me. It was, send it to your readers too. I mean, your listeners. I'd love to. Oh my gosh. It was it was hilarious, just a gaffe, but gaffes are kind of the least of our worries, right? Because yeah. in the end, we still have to do business and be successful. And right. our listeners here still need to do business in English and be successful. So sure. tell us a little bit, Peter, let's get into the meat today. Um, what would you say is one of the big problems that's cropped up with Zoom calls internationally? And then we'll talk about solutions, about how those things have been solved. Or yeah, that's, those are great topics. The I think the biggest change and something I might have mentioned last year in communication, think about how much of our communication is nonverbal. Yeah. You know, you might see somebody's facial expression or how they're dressed or just how the tone of their voice. Mm -hmm. And with international communication, those things really mean a lot, especially in certain cultures where people are very demonstrative. Uh, in how they speak and how they react to people. And right. so much of that has been re removed. Yes, we see each other, but you see only a, t a tiny bit of people. And yeah. so it's really hard to read the subtle cues that people have picked up on for years, especially when you're working on a close team. Mm. So I think that is that is a very a difficult point to, to, to change with Zoom. And it, there, there really isn't much you can do about it. It's just the the, the way things work with Zoom, you have your little face in a box and you have the tone of your voice and the words, but sometimes the innuendo gets lost. And it's hard to say, is that person serious? Is that person not serious? I just found that even when people are wearing masks yeah. in person, when you meet somebody, you mm. know, is someone smiling under that face? You yeah. know, have I gotten through to someone? Right. So I think the first thing really is the truly hard to read some of these nonverbal cues on Zoom. Right. The other thing that I found is really hard for some of my international clients is not only the innuendo is that clarity is missing. So, okay. and people don't want to, because people have a limited time on Zoom and want to be so efficient that really uh, there's a lack of clarity about what people should be doing. And okay. there's also, for a lot of people, there's a fear of asking for that clarification. Ooh. I work with so many people where their culture 
is, you know, it's considered rude for people to ask the boss something where, well, I shouldn't know this because I should have other resources, but I shouldn't interrupt the meeting. Okay. And Ooh. if things like that happen, then we have a problem because you leave a meeting and saying, I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to do. Okay. Yeah. Because we've now taken out the water cooler moments, as we say, right? The famous yes. phrase, the water cooler moments, the, the moments in the, where someone's, you know, microwaving that fish or, you know, <laughs> preparing their lunch. Maybe that would be a time that we would have been checking in with our colleague. Oh, what was your takeaway from that meeting? What's your next step? We don't have that anymore. Is that what you're exactly. saying is the biggest issue? Yeah, exactly. It's it's that, but it's also, I think culturally in certain hierarchical organizations, people will leave a meeting. And whereas if you're in person, you might say, oh, can, can I just clarify one thing? You know, I have my notes here, here right. to do this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. uh, and the boss or the whoever's running me is like, actually, that's very good. But what you might want to do instead is this, I because see. meetings are scheduled back to back with this Zoom, people feel that they don't have enough time to do that post-meeting clarification. Yeah, right. And I think, and that's where I think some of the cultural problems come in with some of the people that I work with, let's say in Latin American cultures or in Asian cultures, where it's not considered polite to continue and ask for that clarification. Okay. And in a meeting, it just, you know, the water cooler can help or just talking to a friend right after or talking to somebody in the hall. Mm -hmm. We don't have that opportunity to for clarification. Yeah. So, we've, so we, we've lost kind of both the standard template for a meeting where you may have had that at the end of the meeting normally in person, and we've lost those social moments at work. Completely okay. so. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what can it do also in Zoom meetings is it can, if someone is a, considers himself more on the passive side of the spectrum, yes. it can, that could, you can just continue to be passive because you yeah. don't have to say very much unless you have a great meeting organizer or someone running the meeting who can engage people in conversation and say, Hey, Lindsay, what do you, we haven't heard from you. What do you think about that? And that's right. wonderful when it does happen, but it doesn't always right. happen. And then again, that leads to the lack of clarification. Yeah. And I think Peter, that's something that our listeners already struggle with, right? It, mm -hmm. It's, you know, in terms of the English feeling very on the spot and maybe being concerned about speaking up because of their English level. So yes. now it's, it's even worse. So the problems that were there before are kind of compounded then. So we have you here today, Peter, for solutions. <laughs> so <laughs> Well, well, I'm glad you said that the issue about uh, feeling it as a, as a sign of weakness. And what I say to a lot of people, like one, one prescription here is, remember, it's not a weakness. It benefits everybody if you ask for clarification. Okay. Don't be afraid to ask when you don't understand, because if you don't ask, there's going to be problems afterwards. You might do the wrong report, or you might have the right numbers, or not prepare what your client needs. So yeah. I, I think you can use the Zoom even as an excuse, even if you think, oh, it's all about me. I don't understand things. Yeah. Use Zoom as a, as a way, as a crutch to say, you know, just because of this technology here, I'm not sure that I got all the information correctly. Could I have a, could we just have a chat after this or for yeah. the whole benefit of the entire meeting? Can we just go over that information or you can send us something? Right. So don't leave a meeting without knowing that okay. you have the resources at your disposal to get that information. Absolutely. So, I love uh, and, that. And, and as I said, this is a problem with some people who just feel, well, I'm not that type of person. But remember, I would just, I encourage people to, you know, forget passive and aggressive. I think I talked about that last year. Just yeah. think I have to be assertive about it and polite. Yeah, and I think assertive is a better word. Yeah. It's a much better word. And mm -hmm. in this case, you have to think being assertive is necessary because it's going to save everybody time. 
hundred percent. No, that's fantastic. I mean, and this is something native speakers do too, right? I mean, just yesterday, the other day, I was on a call with a mentor who's a native English speaker based in mm -hmm. Japan. Um, and we had a nice call, a 30 minute chat. We talked about a lot of things. And at the end, he said, would you send me the minutes from today? And no one's ever asked me to do that before <laughs> uh, because I run a small company. No one says the word, the minutes, right? right. Uh, and I had to look up how to structure it just to be a little more formal to give him yeah. what he wanted. So he just wanted a written note of what we had talked about and what our next steps are. And so just imagine yourself guys as having that confidence and do that. Take the extra action. Even if it's not a group meeting, it's just a one-on-one -on -one meeting. If you want the minutes, ask for them. I love that. Hey guys, today is your last chance to join the live web class with Aubrey and Jessica, where you're going to learn how to finally be confident on the phone in business English. Don't miss it, guys. Go and register for your last chance. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash phone to join the live web class today. See you there. But I'll say along with that, Lizzie, I completely agree. I always think that someone who just does that voluntarily is adding such an amazing Ooh, yeah. value to the meeting. Yes, yes. A lot of people think, well, the junior person will write up the minutes. Mm. Okay, well, whatever. But maybe a senior person on the team can say, let, I, you know, I'll let me write this up and then send it out afterwards for comments. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we don't look at it as an administrative task. Look at it as we have to all be on the same page at the end of this after the meeting. Yes. So let's make sure that we have a, have minutes that make sense for all of us. And okay. another thing about minutes while we're at it, I think the old fashioned way of doing minutes was at 9.03, I said this, and then at, <laughs> at, at 9.10, right. this person said this, and then, then at 9.15, we had coffee. You know, yep. that doesn't really help anybody, No, but perhaps you do that. I think the best minutes are done when it's done as a spreadsheet by topic. Oh, nice. Topic, what is, what is the topic? What is the status of the topic? Mm -hmm. What are the next action steps? What is the due date and who's responsible for it? Okay. I and love that. that really keeps things going. So you can prepare from one meeting to the next. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay. I love that. I mean, maybe we should have you on another time a little further down the road, Peter, to talk about the concept of minutes, right? We've actually yeah. never talked about this on the show before, but I sure. know it's relevant to our listeners in the business world. So yes. good. Yes. So good. Along with that too. I mean, I don't, I don't want to take up too much time talking about some of these issues, but they're, they seem so administrative, mm -hmm. but also think about Zoom meetings when they're so prescribed and there's not a lot of time. What efforts are people putting into a pre- read. You yeah. know, if are you sending out something in advance to say, I don't want to waste our time. I don't use the word waste our time, but I don't want to have to spend so much time talking about background. Here is background yeah. and here are the goals we want to accomplish at this meeting. Yes. And actually to say that I was working with a, a newly appointed C-suite person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, an international company with a lot of people on this call, he's a, it's all of a sudden a big jump for him. And he was doing the standard thing. Like, I'm going to talk about this and I'm going to talk about this and then I'll mm -hmm. take questions. Right. And I just think, wow, why can't you say in the beginning, 
this is what I'd like to accomplish here. These are the two main points that you need to know. Mm. And to get there, I'll talk. So just if people's attention spans are a little bit fickle right. in the beginning, they'll get the main point. And yeah. I think for international audiences, that helps too, because it helps you think about how can I take all this jumbly stuff in my mind, you know, mm -hmm. the translation and all the technical information that I yes. have and just say, if someone had 10 seconds to say, what, what, what should I take away from this? Yes. That's what you have to be able to, to it, come down to. Yeah. This is really good. And from a linguistic perspective, right? This is what helps us learn and be ready to participate in the meeting. We actually want yes. to read those, that summary beforehand of the goals and think about vocabulary words we might need to use, what we might want to say that settles the brain in for what's coming. And it's been proven in linguistics that we can learn and understand more in that moment. So that's so good. So a couple of good reasons to do that, Peter. For yeah, sure. actually, I will say one thing. That's a great point, Lindsay. But I also think one advantage of people in international in branch offices where English is not your first language, you know, if someone says something in a Zoom meeting, you can quickly Google it. Yeah, that right? is. Look, right? <laughs> and if no one's going to know that you're looking up a word in a Absolutely. real meeting, you know, that's kind of, you have to be very discreet about that. Exactly. All right. So we know that we need to be clear before the meeting, ask for clarity, get clarity after the meeting, maybe be that person to take notes and send out the summary of the meeting. So this is kind of a problem and a solution, Peter, but where are things going now? Right now that we, I mean, in the US, there is a vaccine. People are potentially starting to come back to work, but the world, a lot of the world is not going back yet. So where are things at with the companies you're working with? And how do we handle that if it's asynchronous? If one yes. company in Brazil, for example, is back to work and here in the U.S., we're still on Zoom, let's imagine. I, you know, this is a great question. And a lot of people are still figuring it out. It, you know, where we are in the U.S., I'm in New York. I've been talking to a lot of my clients who are U.S. based, and they're saying we're planning on going back into our offices yeah. by September. Okay. Uh, I talked to one a very senior person at a big company the other day, and she said we're starting now with the seniors. The seniors going to show okay. that we can do it, and we're modeling behavior. You know, we're, so the U.S. perhaps is a little bit ahead of other companies because we've been vaccinated more than other countries, uh, but also that doesn't answer all the questions. I think. Anybody who, wherever you are in the world, even if you have been fully vaccinated and you feel safer, there is still anxiety about going back. Yeah. There's still anxiety about, well, how do I go back? Is the old way of everyone together still going to work? Is there, could there be things that are not safe for me? Right. Uh, you know, it's worked for me this year in a way that I never thought was possible to work from home. Right. Would right. that be, oh, gosh, I've kind of worked it out now and it's great for me. So yeah. how people are figuring, trying to figure out, does it mean, all right, Monday and Friday, everybody needs to be in the office. Does it mean that maybe this team goes into the office on Tuesday and Thursday and another team goes in Monday, Wednesday, mm. people are still figuring it out. There yeah. are certain, you know, personality styles. This has come up several times in conversations when I've, I've had with people, the engineers who love working by themselves right. have no desire to go back to the office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then for the sure. extroverted people can't wait to get back to that water cooler. <laughs> you know, and get it back to the gossip. Yeah. Uh, so people are figuring it out. Okay. I think the uh, question though, for some people is if most of my office is going back and let's say you're working in a branch office in I don't know, India, let's just say, and everybody mm -hmm. else is in the home office in the U S is back in the office. Is there a sense of feeling like you're a second-class citizen because yeah. you are not part of the action and part in your branch office and the office office, rather than yes. just still at home in yeah. your bedroom? Yeah, uh, there's still, I think it's just a personal issue that 
is that there are real issues that everybody has. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how, you know, how do I feel? Do I feel that I'm lesser because I'm, I'm still at home? Do right. I feel, am I going to have the opportunities or am I missing out on something because yeah. a conversation might happen? That's not a scheduled zoom conversation. Yeah. I mean, that's a fair, valid point. A lot of yeah. business actually happens not during business, right? It, it happens right. not in the meeting, but after the meeting or when we're going out for a drink after or that kind of thing. fish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it all comes back to the microwave fish, Peter. <laughs> Always comes back to the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> so that's something that I guess you're going to keep an eye on right over the next year and start to understand how to advise people. What are some things we need to communicate to our team who is in the office? If yeah. we're at home, what, what does that look like? I mean, we'll check in again in the future to see what you've come up with and what we've, we've all come up with and how to yeah. deal with that. That's going to be I'm a real really issue. curious. Yeah. I'm really curious. And another thing I think for good management and this really, I, I would say it just for all levels of management, just rem- don't forget what a personal toll we've all had this yes. past year. Everybody has a story, whether oh, it's yeah. dealing with childcare, dealing with elderly parents, dealing mm-hmm. with sickness yourself, mm-hmm. dealing with any kind of struggle that you have. And for anyone to go right back to the office without acknowledging those things, I think is unfair and actually unhealthy. 100%. So I yeah. think that wherever you are, it's important, even if someone is not doing it for you already, it's important for someone to make sure that there is some kind of community meeting to, to share, all right, how does it feel to be back here? Right. Uh, who is nervous? You know, yeah. and in fact, if I'm a manager, I want to say this was my story this year and what I learned mm-hmm. and what my fears are. Yeah. Just because we're back to the office does not mean it's going to be the way it was ever. Yeah. I mean, ever. that's why. Exactly. And that's why emotional intelligence is ever more important at the workplace, right? To be able to connect with your teammates, you know, if there were tragedies or there were certain things. I mean, you were in New York, right? During this, this pandemic. Is that right? Yes. Wow. Yes. What yeah. a crazy place to be. Yeah. It was hard in the very beginning when, and it was creepy. I mean, it's still creepy. creepy and I know I don't live in midtown Manhattan. I live in upper Manhattan, but okay. if you go to midtown still, uh, it's very bizarre Ghost because town? all the midtown is where the offices are because yeah. all, it's really, it's, I don't know what's going on in the offices at this point, but you see the support staff, you know, the delis and the push right. carts and the, the, the ancillary services, the stores where you go out to buy a, you know, a pair of socks during the day. Yeah. Everything was so quietly, eerily closed. Mm. And that that is starting to come back. We were just the first in New York, and yeah. but it's spread around the world. So okay. you know, I, I've talked to clients in India, I've been India or in Sao Paulo, and yeah. they're not coming back for, for a long time. Okay. It's really All right. we that's which is unfortunate. But yeah. um so it's we're, the state of the world. That's the state hard, of the world. We'll be run. talking. Yeah, the world's gone through this huge shift, this huge once in a hundred years event. We've all kind of gone through it together in, in a sense. Uh, and we'll be talking about this for a while. But so this has been great, Peter. I'm really glad you're able to come on the show and, and talk about such a current thing, right? How to deal with these new Zoom calls, which are such a key part of our lives. So tell us, Peter, where our listeners can go to learn more about what you're doing. Maybe if they lead a company in another country, they could check in on your work or how to find your book. Well, that's great. That's very nice of you. Um, I have a clearinghouse site just with my name, peteryawitz.com, which links to my clear communication business. Mm-hmm. It links to my blog uh, and other site, which is called advice from someone else's dad, which is my handle, someone else's <laughs> dad on Instagram and LinkedIn and on uh, on Twitter. Uh, so you can find me there. There are lots of places to ask me questions. There's a place where you can order the book. It's offered in, in Amazon in every country. 
uh, in both Kindle format and in hardcover format. So I occasionally there are there are specials. So be a lookout for special special deals on it in every in every country in every currency. Okay. So, but thank you for that. Uh, it's nice. To, I really like to connect. And and if you ask me a question to someone else's dad, you might find that there's an answer online. <laughs> awesome. So guys, go and check it out. I encourage you to check out Peter's website and give us the URL one more time, please. PeterYawitz.com. P-E-T-E-R-Y-A-W-I-T-Z. Okay. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you for coming on the show and we hope to have you on again soon, Peter. Thanks a lot. Lizzie, it's been my pleasure and all the best to all the listeners. Absolutely. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. Would you like to know your English level? Take our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash fluency score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time.